Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I am currently playing Vampire Survivors. And I do mean, like, right now. <laughs> uh, I'm Jay, and I am currently, evidently, on a Korean zombie show kick. So. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's evidently... Subtitled or dubbed? Um, so the first one I watched was Train to Busan, which I had heard lots of people say was really good. And so that it's name on, sounds familiar to me. I don't know why. I think it's, I think it's being made into a, uh, English version as well. Now it did so well. Um, but it's on Amazon prime. Uh, you can watch it for free. That one I watched. Tell me again what it's called. Train to Busan, I believe. Okay. Um, it's, it is really well done. Um, and then, yeah, B-U-S-A-N. And so that one um, was played it in Korean, read the subtitles. Um, and then I finished that, posted about liking it on Twitter, and I got a recommend um, for a show on Netflix. It's a 12-hour-long episodes of a Korean zombie show. Uh, that is named All of Us Are Dead. This sounds so so niche. I, I'm a, this is amazing. And it is this one is uh, you're mixing uh, high school with a zombie movie, and so. Uh, so does this have similar vibes to like the the like Japanese anime high school things? Have you ever uh, seen My Hero Academia? I haven't watched that, no. Yeah, weirdly enough, I don't think Jay watches that much anime, if any, right? Yeah, I don't watch a ton. Uh-uh. Um, but and so that one, I started playing it, and it had, and it was dubbed, and I was like, oh no, this sounds awful. <laughs> 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 and so I turned on the Korean soundtrack, and I'm and I'm reading the the subtitles on that. <laughs> are you are you usually that way? You like subs more than dubs? Show like. You know, I, I watched all of um, Cowboy Bebop in English, um, but it but that one has really good English voice actors. And so I guess it's yeah. a little bit on there. Like there's sometimes where you watch it and like the voice doesn't sound like you would imagine the person that's talking. Mm-hmm. And it also doesn't line up at all with like the movement of the mouth, et cetera. And so it just gets really distracting. Yeah, I think I've mentioned before that uh, my introduction to um robotech was not through the saturday morning cartoon it was through the books and i didn't see the saturday morning cartoon until i was probably Mm -hmm. 22 23 i got them on dvd and i watched them and linman may's voice in the in the cartoon is like completely different than what i imagined it to be it's this really high-pitched um japanese anime voice which i guess people who you know were more used to anime expected but man it threw me off and i have never i've never liked the the, the series because of that so who are you josh uh, i'm josh wheeler and i'm currently trying to decide if this door hanger that my campaign manager has designed uh you know is gonna work <laughs> since trevor's play you know the thing that you put on somebody's door when you go knock on doors oh, geez, to, don't, Josh, to try to earn. Please don't. <laughs> I hate those things. <laughs> All right, duly noted. Josh, you have my full support. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're not behind a paywall anymore, are we? <laughs> uh, I guess before we 
uh, launch into it. Josh, do you have uh, any non-paywall-friendly stories of I, campaigning um, that you can share? Oh, of campaigning? Oh, I have lots of, of running, et cetera. Yeah, I I have lots of those. I mean, like we've had we've had more than uh, half a dozen meet and greets in the past couple of weeks, and like it's just awesome to talk to people. Like honestly, if you are so depressed that you don't want to play computer games like a friend of mine, just just run for political office instead. Like oh, it's Jesus, Josh. <laughs> I'm sure that you could make a worse recommend. Yeah, like, are you... Are, haven't you been taught to, like, know your audience? You're talking uh, to Jay and I. I mean, I just don't... I know. I read the room, and I, no, couldn't, I, mean, keep, I couldn't keep a straight face while I said it, though. That in, was too bad. In fairness, I probably would like running for office. I just live somewhere where that's the worst idea <laughs> oh, imaginable. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my <laughs> point is, like, talking to people is actually really encouraging as opposed to watching the news. And you should, you told me a story before we started that would be uh, humorous for you to relate. I think Josh about librarians. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Well, there was a bill recently in the Idaho house of representatives that was going to make it a felony for librarians to check out certain books. Anyway. Yes. To, to allow minors to check out. And a, yes. a person asked me a question about it, and I said that it seemed like a an example of, you know, government overreach. And if you can't trust your local librarians, who can you trust? And then the lady was like, well, I'm a librarian. Don't mess with librarians. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amazing. I thought that was a good life lesson. I'm, I'm excited, Josh, for you to... Uh... Well, hopefully you'll join the madness and I'll get to hear tales about you know, the sausage being made on oh, uh, bills making librarians felons and, you know, yes. et cetera. You can count on me for some incredible insights from insider the scoops. That's right, baby. Okay, so I mentioned how I feel around elected officials. <laughs> <laughs> I know game nights no. are going to get really awkward for Trevor. And in fairness, you haven't felt like you could trust Josh in quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think our last game of Twilight Imperium Fourth Edition, I did manage to hold together an alliance with Trevor. Who was? I don't remember who won that one. I don't even remember which one you're talking. Jay. About. Jay. No, I don't know. It could have been anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jay. Flatland played right into his hands. Oh. <laughs> Some things I hope, never I hope, change. I know, I know Flatland doesn't live, but he should listen to that particular. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so new stuff from uh, Discount Games Inc. There is some new uh, Kill Team stuff, a big box, some terrain, etc. Um, that is now available. So check that out and uh, have some fun with some Kill Team. Uh, speaking of miniatures games, so with Privateer Press, um, I've I had, well, on the meta I've been trying to get a Privateer Press staffer on once a month, and in January, you know, I was going to have them on, and they're like, okay, we'll we'll come on and we'll talk about Orgoth, and then they're like, oh, we don't have it quite ready yet, so we need a bump, and and then the same thing happened in February, but. Uh, t- they have restarted their Primecast podcast, and they have also done a YouTube clip showing off some of their stuff. And part of what they showed off was um, the part part of the reason why they uh, had delays with Orgoth was because they had made the decision that they didn't want to preview the faction until uh, basically they had a fully painted force to preview. They didn't want to do, want to do uh, 3D models. renders, etc., which yeah. I can I can understand. I, I think it's a good I think it's a good idea with a new faction especially. Yeah, um, and so today the uh, YouTube video launched and they have the the previews of um, the Orgoth models and so I was I was curious on your guys's reaction to uh, how how you think the Orgoth look. Um, so I don't, I guess I don't know the story per se, but I didn't expect them to have Warjacks. And it I looks, thought Orgoth was a thing that, that was never going to happen. What am I thinking of that's different? You, that is. You're, you're correct. This is a thing that was not supposed to happen. 
Okay. All right. Okay. Just so checking. we'll start there. But that they've that was something that was said very long ago, and clearly they've changed their mind. And I don't have an issue with that. What I do have an issue with is I wasn't expecting them to have Warjacks. They did or, say in their previews that it is they're gonna it's it's not gonna be exactly the same rules as Warjacks, and that you know yes, the see I dislike that, but okay. Yeah. The the I mean, sort of like they did with Infernals, right? Probably. Yeah. Just yeah. Start adding I mean, so many rules. Yeah. More more unique Core rules. rules. Um, but the, their their storyline behind it basically is, you know, the Orgoth got their butts kicked and were sent back, you know, across the continent, and they didn't spend that time doing nothing. They developed their own weapon systems to try to combat the uh, Warjacks, and so they do have their own, you know, okay, things to fight them with. Well, I guess I'll also say that the style is not what I expected. Mm-hmm. You know, we we we've seen some imagery, some art of Orgoth previously, um, and we've certainly seen Orgoth artifacts that were left over. And I realized that that was you know 600 years previous to the time mm-hmm. that, that War Machine um, is in its current time. But I just, I guess, I just didn't. They look, I don't know. They don't look like what I expected them to look like. They look like they could be maybe like you could paint them a different color and they would look like scorn models or um, or trying to think of what else they could fit into. But they just they don't feel that different. And maybe I I don't want them to be too different because I've also railed against that. So clearly they fit in, but they just not maybe not what I expected. Well, they don't they have a model that it looks like a um, A Titan's back. Yeah. Yeah. They do with with a dude riding it that has a harpoon on it or something like that. Yeah. Uh, do they have titans? Like, is 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 it is it not a titan? I I mean, I'm assuming it is a titan. It clearly looks like one. It, I mean, it it looks like a bronze back to me. 100 huh. percent bronze back. Well, the, the fact that they have a bronze back with somebody riding it is is unique and interesting. Yeah, I will that, say that's to, not something that Scorn's been able able to do. Sure. I will say to Jay's initial question, they don't look particularly distinctive to me so if, if I you guess like my, orcs and ogre looking dudes like you know that's fine yeah, i mean so that to piggyback off of that my reaction with them is i saw the preview and i said and the thoughts that i had were you know i can appreciate that these are um they look like good sculpts they did a good paint job on them there's going to be i hope a lot of people that are interested in collecting and playing them but they look too much like orcs to me. And the only thing worse than an orc is a dwarf. So <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not for me. Uh, hopefully it is for, for lots of other people. I, uh, you know what? I didn't like it before, but all of a sudden I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I could talk you into it, Trevor. I, it does to, uh, and I guess another thing, a little bit of what you guys both said, I guess, but it does kind of have a vibe of, I could, I could see like if, if one of those units were pixelized and put into, uh, you know, a, a Warcraft RTS, it would feel like it kind of fit there, which isn't really the vibe that I get from War Machine and Hordes, but, but it also isn't so incongruous that I've, that I feel like WTF, mate, what's going on here? Yeah, I, I actually felt, I guess, a little farther in the other direction in that it wasn't different enough. But mm-hmm. certainly, I don't have the complaint that I did of Infernals, or not Infernals, excuse me, of um, Grimkin. Of Grimkin, that it just feels completely off base. Um, so, it's certainly not, it's not like um, R- Riot Quest or anything. So I, Or Retribution. <laughs> Yeah, retribution has grown on me over the years as far as it fitting in with the rest but yeah yeah initially it definitely felt uh odd and and we've only seen a very small portion of this faction so far so who knows what we'll see yeah and i mean i i am curious to see how it turns out we have seen um you know privateer press doing kickstarters for um board games for riot quest for the iron kingdoms rpg and are they doing a Kickstarter for this? They are doing a Kickstarter to launch Orgoth. Oh gosh! And so I'm I'm curious how that turns out for them. Well, I'm out. 
I can tell you that much. That 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 irritates me. Yeah, I mean, I I would be lying if I uh, said that it didn't make. I mean, I, I will mean, at have... this point we're not really surprised, are we? They've kind of no, not surprised, that. just yeah. disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. Okay, Dad. I mean, especially with um, I don't know. I mean, this is their first War Machine release going through Kickstarter, and so I think a lot of people had hopes that War Machine would avoid that channel but it's not going to and i I mean to be clear for anyone who's wanting to to buy you know orgoth through me at a discount i will be you know backing the um the kickstarter retailer pledge and there will be you know items that i'm selling at 15 percent off that will release the same time as the other kickstarter items um but it's still i beyond the you know, distaste that everyone has for Kickstarter. There's the question of is you know, is War Machine now like this super niche game that no retailer carries and that you have to get through Kickstarter or online? Like you're saying, is that that feels like that's what that um, communicates? I think there's yeah, I think there's people who are worried that that's uh, I mean, the for situation a large... we're in now. For a large number of people, it already is. Small yeah. shops just can't afford to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And they, don't, they don't carry War Machine anymore. They Even the large shops, there's, I mean, there's yeah, just the product lines become too big, too bulky. There's and, very few stores that carry War Machine. Yeah, but I don't know. I I do hope that it is a roaring success. So I, I am very intrigued to see where it uh, comes in at. I guess. Like, um, I feel like we should make a an over under prediction on how it does relative to um oh, okay. I, forgot, I forgot the the sci-fi and thing warcaster uh let me let me do a google search real quick i, I, don't I actually know how first, warcaster did um what uh which i guess first off what's your guess on where the latest one the thousand worlds warcaster kickstarter where that came in at uh what sorry i don't even know what was in it as far as what you could buy um, was it just a single faction for Warcaster? It's no, they did kind of like air cavalry with it as well. Okay. Mainly... So were those air cavalry available for all the other factions? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Um, I'm going to say 250,000. Um, you're not horribly far off, but it was, it was, uh, 173. Okay. Um, and let me do a real quick. So I think that Orgoth is going to do better than the expansion for Neo. I, I think it's actually still going to do better than both the base Neo Mechanica and the expansion so for Neo Mechanica. As a another one, what's your what's your guess on what the uh, the Iron Kingdom RPGs where they clocked in at on their? Oh, I should have paid closer attention to this one. I'm going to guess more. I'm going to guess um, three hundred fifty thousand. So. The first Kickstarter came in at five hundred and ninety-four thousand. Okay. And the second one, the the Borderlands and Beyond, came in at three hundred and twenty-nine. So, with all of that, what is your? I, I feel like on the one hand, there's I think there were a lot of people who backed the first Iron Kingdoms RPG Kickstarter that were that still had nostalgia for Privateer Press and for War Machine and that were not actively playing the game. Yeah, I think that's accurate. And, and like and the art, the books and stuff and like the art. Right. So they bought that. But on the other hand, um, the people who go all in on Orgoth, it's going to be a lot higher dollar per customer amount than, than the people who backed the books. Mm, good point. So I'm, I'm curious what, where would you, where would each of you likely set the over under point? Um, I'm still going to say it's going to do fairly well. I'm going to put it at 400,000. Okay, where would you put it, Josh? I'm gonna put it just north five hundred thousand and one dollar. <laughs> like I think it's gonna do just a little bit better than which that's not the right number. I think it's gonna do just a little bit better than the original Neo Mechanica. That's what I think. Um yeah, that that would be a good one to look up. The one that I had just said was um the latest expansion of Warcast. Right. Right. The, um uh, da, 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 da. okay, so the original one, it looks like it got 459. 
So you weren't far off, Josh. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to do worse than that one. I, I do. I don't think that. that felt you like think there was, Orgoth is going to do worse than that one? Yeah, I think there was more hype for Warcaster than there is for Orgoth right now. Mm, my, I see. I kind of. I, I think it's. I'm, I'm going to be so disappointed in myself, but I would have, I would have put <laughs> the over under mark at probably six, and I feel like it's a sucker bet to take the over. <laughs> <laughs> It's a sucker bet. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, I'm I'm pretty curious to see where where it comes in now, but it'd be interesting. Um. Okay. So the other topic we had for today was to talk about uh, Total War Warhammer Three, which has came out around the middle of February. And I guess uh, I think at this point Trevor might have played a, f- a few more hours than I have. I'm not sure. Yeah, but um, I don't. I don't think that's fair because a big portion of what I played was the introductory tutorial. Yeah, so that was actually where I was going to start. I feel like the I played the introductory tutorial as well. Oh, did you? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I feel like it was a much better introduction to the game than the tutorial for. Warhammer 2. So I never and... played War- Warhammer 2. I played Warhammer 1 and I had okay. a listener come in to uh, the Discord channel and watch me stream and help me through. So that was my tutorial. And and no offense to him, but the tutorial in <laughs> in Warhammer 3 was better than the one he gave me as well. And and that is that is nothing, you know, against what he did, but it's just it is structured in a way that um it only introduces I... you things over time. Right. The nice thing with it is that you It'll it'll give you one layer to start with, and then yeah, some and add layers and you slowly. Do. Correct. Yeah, he was and being it, forced during during my Warhammer yes. One play to try to explain everything at once because in theory it was you know it was all there. You at once. you have to do everything at once basically. Yeah. So well, I do think that's by a big far the perk. best tutorial I think that I've played in a while, even outside of the Warhammer games. It was really well done mm. and very engaging. The story was fantastic. Yeah, and so it's also. It it has an engaging story, and then it also uh, leads into the creation of of one of the factions that you can play um, in the campaign itself. So uh, one of the high points I would say so far for it is that it is um, the tutorial is fantastic. If you have been interested in these games, this is the game that will do the best job of teaching you uh, about the game. Yeah, that's good to know because I I didn't bounce off it hard, but I did get a little discouraged in Total War Warhammer 2. I'm sure, yes. I I think that even on normal settings, if you've not had experience with this game, you're going to get, you're going to have some difficult games. Um, And it it took, I didn't have anyone um, doing instruction for, for me. And so I actually ended up watching some YouTube videos of, you know, starting turns or faction strategies or, or stuff like that for, for two. And that helped quite a bit, but you almost had to do something like that because there was, it was, it was basically sink or swim. (laughs) Yeah. The, the, the the curve is steep. The learning curve. It is quite steep. Um, so I guess another thing to talk about with it next are, um, the playable factions. So the factions that you can play, there is, Carthay, which is their riff off of China. There is Kislev, which is the riff off of Russia. Um, if you pre-ordered, or and I'm sure you can get it other ways as well, there is a uh, DLC for the Ogres. Um, and then there is each of the Ruinous Powers you can play. So uh, Zinch, Nurgle, Korn, and um, Slanesh. You can also play a demon prince and have access to all four, but you you end up specializing and or having to choose things that might send you one way or another. So you don't have everything available to you at once. And depending on how deep you get, you may not ever see certain troop options. Did you did you play much of? Um, I guess what have you played outside of the tutorial, Trevor? 
So I, I played the basic tutorial all the way to the end and enjoyed it and then chose to do a demon prince, which what it does is, uh, I guess I don't want to get into too much spoilers, but um, you, when you choose, I chose demon prince. So I, I have the campaign that I've been playing, which admittedly because of world of tanks, I have not gotten back to like I should. Um, but there, I did play, I want to say four or five hours of the regular campaign with the demon prince. Okay. I played a little bit of the demon prince and then was, and honestly I felt a little bit overwhelmed by it because it, it felt to me that the, there was, it felt like there was just too many choices with units you could, could get because you have access basically to four different factions and four different armies. And so I kind of decided. And, and every time you take a town, you have to choose uh, right. which town you're going or which go, uh, chaos god you're going to dedicate the town to, which changes. It opens up another. What it can build. And, yeah, what it, another tech tree essentially for that faction in that town. So, yeah, it, it gets. There's a lot of choice. Yeah. And so I, I, I started playing that and then I was like, oh, uh, I think I'm going to come back to this and start playing some of the single uh, faction ruinous powers uh, so that I'll learn those through playing each of those, and then it'll be easier for me to come back to the Demon Prince, and I'll, I'll actually know you know what stuff's good or what stuff's bad or what army uh, force composition I want to do. Yeah, so I don't know what stuff's good and what stuff's bad, but I, I have at least some familiarity with the units because I played Chaos for years in 40k not not in fantasy so there's some that don't necessarily translate over but i i just i recognize a lot of them uh, know kind of what they're expected to do um so it didn't quite bother me as bad but yeah but as far as whether or not they're good in warhammer 3 <laughs> i have no clue and another thing that i so after that i played some nurgle and then i played some corn and i will say that it feels like they've done again an amazing job of Making you feel like each faction has unique powers. They're, they have very flavorful abilities. Um, when you are each, each ruinous power feels, you know, basically completely different from the other. Um, one of, as an example, one of the things that I thought was a really cool implementation of corn is basically, so when, when I, when my hero goes and I attack a city, I'll get a bonus if I raise the city instead of taking it over. And then when I raise it, I have the option of one of the options is to basically to spawn a new army and it'll, it'll spawn 10 new units that are in another army. And then they can go forth and, you know, try to, it, 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 evokes definitely the feeling of of corn being like this relentless attack and and to even do more of it and to try to and to have it so that you know obviously it it could be very overpowering if you could just like spawn all these armies and amass these huge forces and so the counterweight to that is that you have to be every turn that you don't attack you're blood meter goes down and as your blood meter starts going down your army will be taking attrition and taking damage and eventually you know the the army will die off and so you either have to be attacking which will you know put damage on your army or you have to if you're not attacking uh they take damage as well and so um it's a way to this to have this cool me- mechanic that's flavorful for corn uh, without having it being overpowering. And, and I think that it feels to me that that's kind of one of the strengths of, of this franchise, that they've done a pretty remarkably well job of having uh, asymmetrical play or abilities and, and having, having it, something end up being way overpowered. Right, yes, exactly. Which which isn't easy to do, um, so it's it's a pretty impressive feat, in my opinion. Yeah. So is this a good opportunity to talk about my my minor quibble with the game? Sure. So one of the things that um, I kind of liked with Warhammer 1 and 2 was there was kind of this, 
there was a generic campaign where you could play a really large number of of races in both of them and it just doesn't feel like there's this a similar thing here that i was hoping for i was hoping to be able to to play some of the old factions in a kind of a new light with the um, new chaos factions and it just doesn't maybe it'll be added later they have said so they've said that um there's going to be they're making a an additional campaign where you have to own warhammer one and warhammer two and it will be an epic campaign where all three expansions play together and so it's not released yet but it is something that will be a free download to people who own those three games Okay, so I rem- I remove my complaint with the small caveat that I realize this is not Blizzard and that this will actually show up within the next <laughs> within the next year or so. I'm, I mean, I'm excited for this. Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be great. So uh, agreed, signed and counter. That, that was really what I was hoping I would get. It's not what I got, but I'm okay with that. Um, I mean, I, the, I need to play a little bit more of the main campaign and get right. all the way through it, but it, there's yep. so many hours involved. I'll be honest, I don't know that I will ever get through it. It's just too much yeah, for a lot. an old, old man like me. Um, one other thing that I'll I'll say about it that is um, again a comparison between uh, the first or between two and three that I that I played a fair bit of um, is the multiplayer is significantly improved in this one wow that's high praise because didn't you already like the original multiplayer quite a bit so the yeah the well in two brian and i played quite a lot of multiplayer together but the downside of it was it was it was effectively an online hot seat where one player would take their turn and then the other person would take their turn and you'd be waiting while the other person was doing their turn with the, with the caveat of when it came time for tactical battle, you could assign some of the units to um, your, your ally or teammate or whatever to, to fight with you. Um, And the improvement this time is that you are doing simultaneous turns and it does do. So if, if Trevor and I are playing a multiplayer game together um, and I decide to do an attack on something, a little pause screen will pop up on his where he he can't continue actions while I'm fighting. Um, but it's still a pretty massive uh, improvement from the time management aspect of, of the previous game. So I did do some some multiplayer with a friend where we were, you know, on Discord chatting with each other and playing, and and that was was. Uh, pretty enjoyable and, and well done. Yeah, so my my youngest has seen me playing this game and desperately wants it. Um, he found out that it's a $60 game and is super depressed right now because he knows that that's not something that he will get quickly or easily. Um, but he definitely wants to play, and I know he'll want to play with me, not on his own. So I, I guess I was just sort of interested as to how good the multiplayer was. Um, I bought Warhammer 1 and 2 for my wife so that with the idea that eventually we would play multiplayer. Um, and I just never got her kind of up and going. And mm-hmm. I think that a big part of that was because there was no quality tutorial for her to get involved. And so she felt kind of lost. And honestly, I was... Uh, equally at loss to help her so i'm i'm considering uh buying at least this game for her so that she can have the tutorial and we can play multiplayer with warhammer 3 yeah i I would be curious to see um what she thinks of it i guess um so i I guess what uh what can we go ahead talk to us talk to us about the differences or the changes to the ui between two and three i didn't play enough of two to really know but it feels like a I, and I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what the differences are because, uh, I mean, at face value, it looks very similar to, to one. But clearly there's been some changes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit difficult for me to say. It does feel like the graphics are have changed a fair bit. Um, it and One area that has had improvements is previously it felt like uh, the diplomacy process felt pretty opaque to me. And... Now, when you do diplomacy, it will show you kind of the numbers behind what's going on. And so that's I, that's an improvement. 
I will admit that I pretty much ignored diplomacy in the previous games, my previous right. attempts, because um, it did feel so. I don't know what the word is, but just didn't didn't feel worthwhile. Maybe. Uh huh. At least here, um, I noticed, and I don't, and maybe this was the same before, but I noticed that um, I could complete quests just by uh, becoming friends with somebody who had what I needed for the quest to complete. So there were ways that you could accomplish your goals beyond just fighting which is good right and there were you know when i would play with brian he would do uh some pretty impressive stuff with diplomacy things where like he would you know make alliances with other factions and then they would eventually uh, stabby stab him in the back no they would confederate into him yeah they'd go do what he wanted and then they would actually become part of his faction oh right Um, and so it was something that could be powerful, but it was also the process on it felt like it could be, uh, like I said before, it a little bit difficult to understand what was going on, a little opaque, et cetera. And, and I think that that has, has improved a fair bit. Um, another thing that I, I feel like has improved is that generally the tactical, combats that were the most difficult and frustrating and in a lot of ways the least fun were the when you were trying to take over a fortified city yeah and it feels like they have made changes and improvements to the way that uh city combat takes place so and i I can't necessarily specify you know what the exact changes are uh but i can say that my impression is that City combat has improved a fair bit, and and that that's that was a big place of opportunity for them to have had improvements, in my opinion. You was was that kind of your experience with it as well, Trevor? You, you made I some places that I didn't play enough of the of the first two to actually know. I've played more of this than any of the others, and so for me, it's hard to to compare because I just don't have enough experience with the previous ones because I bounced off of them fairly hard. Right. Um, I, I tried, um, you know, the one campaign that I started with the help of a listener, um, I didn't get very far after um, he basically logged off because um, I just didn't necessarily understand the mechanics well enough. And I got myself put in a position where um, my main army got destroyed from a fight that I felt like was near impossible um, th- something that I should have avoided, but I guess maybe I didn't. I didn't have enough game knowledge or understanding to to be able to avoid it. So yeah, and and so I was in such rough shape that I'm like, the only way I'm going to be able to come back from this is to restart. And maybe that was wrong. Maybe I could have come back from it, but it didn't feel like it. It felt like all my neighbors had become had outpaced me and become far more powerful than I had. And I never felt that way with Warhammer Three. Um, I you know felt like. And maybe, I don't remember if one of the things, maybe it doesn't have it in Warhammer 1. They, there's a different um, difficulty level for the overhead map and for the battles. Did it have that in Warhammer 1? I don't remember having it that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It has a different, so if you feel like you're really good at the overhead map, diplomacy, building, etc., you can make that more difficult. Um, and if you suck at the battles, you can reduce the, the difficulty on the mm. battles or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is something that um, my wife specifically uh, would enjoy because I will probably need that feature myself. (laughs) She's, she's better at the overhead uh, overland map sort of planning um, and not as good at the tactical strategy in the game in, in the the fights. So, so I guess overall, what is your initial impressions or thoughts on the game? Uh, I honestly think this is probably the best Warhammer game that that has ever been created. And I, I only hesitate because I'm trying to think, I mean, there's been a lot of Warhammer, and I'm mm-hmm. including the 40K games in this. Um, so I guess the, the one game that sticks out to me as being the um, competitor is is like Dawn of War, Dawn of War 2. Mm-hmm. And clearly those are very different games from this one. And I played a ton of Dawn of War 2 um, and enjoyed it a lot. But this is just more immersive, more... There's a lot more going on. Um, the gameplay is still quality and good. Um, so those two are kind of the the of the games that I can think of. Those are two of the best. And this one is just fantastic. I think that this, if you even remotely enjoy Total War, 
uh, any of those games at all and you like you, know, you like games workshop games this is you probably if you're in those categories you already own this game <laughs> but right, i think yeah. this this probably um i think this is a great introduction to the total war warhammer to the total war franchise like oh, i honestly wow. think okay. i honestly think you could hand this to anybody and say here's where you start total war warhammer 3 is where you get into total war i honestly think that it's a great recommendation for that yeah. person hmm. me and i haven't played many of the other total wars but from my understanding they're all quite dense mm-hmm. the tutorial here just does so much to make it accessible to the average gamer that the other ones don't i would definitely not hesitate to hand this to anybody who didn't know anything about warhammer and say or total war and say here's where you get in even me huh oh yeah all right it's good i, to I think so i mean i i wouldn't hesitate to also tell you yeah sure wait for it's on sale because i don't know yeah sure. right, I, don't, yeah. I don't know 100 percent that you're gonna absolutely love it or whatever but i i think that if it's at least sounds interesting to you that the tutorial here makes up a lot of space where the other games failed yeah i think that if it is if you are if you are going to like this style of game this is the version that's going to be your best intro into it and the the version that you're you're most likely going to enjoy the most so and which uh which army do you think that i'm most going to enjoy starting with what what screams minion minions to kislev huh okay all right all right yeah i don't know how much you remember about warhammer fantasy history they're the i mean they're aren't they kind of the wouldn't you call them the kador of warhammer they are, but they're yeah. they're um, the the guys that sit up north and protect the rest of the empire from chaos. Um, I also think you'd really enjoy uh, Nurgle. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Nurgle's. If you're going for the minions flavor, then it's definitely Nurgle. Mm, okay, okay, that's what you're saying. Um, I guess any other thoughts on on the game? Do you want to go through a quick rating? Oh yeah, I'm ready uh, for grades. And I guess we can do speed round. I mean, the truth is, is that we have not played enough hours to Correct. genuinely grade this, but I think we can give it a, a first impression grade because um, I think that it's worth, and we're never going to get enough hours into this to honestly yep. grade it. We're just, Probably. we don't have enough time to do that. If you want an, a deep, thorough, honest grade, go to YouTube. I'm sure there's a guy that's got 500 hours of it already. Okay, first one is design. Yes. I'm going to go with a nine. Wow. Yeah, so the design of this isn't necessarily my cup of tea to 100%. But the truth is, is this is a time-honored game format. It's got a lot of history, so it's it is a nine. Well, and Jay, is a, does a lot of that stem of your nine stem from like the improvements and stuff that you've seen? Um, I mean, yes, I think there's that, and it's also just it is like it's just a, a well-designed game. There's been a lot of time put into it. There's it's it is very impressive that you can have so many unique factions that are balanced with each other, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I do think it's a pretty impressive design feat. Uh, what's uh, the next? Time management's next. Okay, this is going to be my this is going to be my lowest grade because this game takes a lot of time and sometimes it feels very monotonous. Some of the battles, I mean, I realize that it has a like an auto battle feature, but mm-hmm. there were times in the in the um, tutorial where I felt like if I had wanted to do a full like do every single battle the tutorial would have taken me probably 30 hours you know to go yeah through i mean every there's battle it's just there there's is a there's a lot of times where if you have an overwhelming force you can do the auto resolve and uh you'll be fine but if it's a little bit closer to parity on the force if you do the auto resolve you will have pretty heavy losses compared to what would happen if you actually fought out the, the battle with you uh, being the general. And I, I like, I can understand why the game is designed that way, but it does increase the time significantly. Yes. Significantly. Like there's, there's just, the game is very long and it's to the point where this is the reason why I would not recommend it for you, Josh, is that to play a campaign feels like it's going to take a single campaign is going to take, I don't know. It feels like it's going to take 40 hours to complete. I don't know if that's true or not because I haven't played 40 hours. Which isn't that comparable to like, would you say it's comparable to playing a full game of Civ, for example? I think it's way longer. You do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Again, having not completed a campaign, but it does, it does feel longer to me. 
I don't know. Jay may have a better. Uh, grasp. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably going to go with a four for time management. Yeah, okay. I, I'm going to go with that. It, it, I mean, it's not like time wasted, but it does feel like there's a lot of time involved. Yeah. And, maybe, um, and not all of it is fun. Some of it can feel monotonous. Okay, repeatability. Sorry. I feel like this might get dragged down by the same elements i don't think so i actually think this is like making a D character you're like oh i want to try this faction oh, yeah, you'll have yeah, a, you'll yeah, have okay. a lot of started games and not a lot of finished ones yeah so i actually think this is more like i'm excited for this campaign that they've promised for all the factions because i i'm the type of person that wants to experience it all and much like i guess playing the different um different countries in civ um, I'm probably going to go through a bunch of them. I probably won't go through all of them, but I, I would not be shocked if I ended up with, say, 10 different campaigns running and probably none of them finished. And I'll probably go with a nine on this, and partially because it's almost like when you play a new faction, it's almost like you're playing a new game. Yeah. Um, there's There's a lot of times where your victory conditions are completely different or the mechanics of what you're playing are completely different. And so... Again, that's this also goes back to the design being so impressive. But when you switch factions, it is a, a very new and entertaining experience. That's cool. I mean, the fact that you know it can be entertaining amongst all different factions and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the learning the different units is a big part of it, and the different things they can do, it, it can be highly entertaining. Okay. So your repeatability score? Mine, uh, mm-hmm. seven or eight. Uh, higher than the average game i'm okay. going to play i'm going to come back to this because you're going to create a character a bunch of times yeah and i'm going to yeah. come back to it from for years i mean there's a lot of games i mean i mentioned one in the pre-ram mm-hmm. with Vamp- vampire survivors vampire survivors i'm going to play for a couple of weeks and then i'm going to put it down and i'll probably never come back to it and right. i'll enjoy the heck out of it during those three weeks but this is the type of game like civ where i'll be like oh. you know what this weekend i'm going to play total war warhammer 3 again and you know year down the road i'm gonna be like oh we've got a we got a, an extra day off this weekend i'm gonna play a campaign over this weekend of total war warhammer 3 i'm and gonna come back to it repeatedly it's pretty rare honestly for well it's rare for us to crack open a game in our steam library and it's even more rare <laughs> <laughs> once once you have played it for you know a year or two down the road for it to yeah uh, for it to ever come back ever come back yeah, Dawn, so. Dawn of War is one of the few games I have a few in my Steam library that basically I actually rebought Dawn of War on Steam so that I wouldn't have to find the discs every time I came back to it and said I'm going to play this again. You know, nice. Yeah. Having it in my Steam library just means all I got to do is uninstall and reinstall when I'm ready for that to happen. And this right. is a similar style game. On to fun, I believe. I'll probably go with an eight. There are some times where kind of the time issues. Uh, can feel like it's kind of dragging things a little bit. Yeah, it's a turn-based game, and so there's times where you would like to be able to just fast-forward. Mm. And there are aspects of the game that allow you to fast-forward, but it still feels like you're... There are times when it just feels monotonous when you're trying to get to the next exciting thing. And that's, again, that's part of... Um, you know, it happens in Civ, too, where you're like, you're trying sure. to a space program or whatever, and you've got 100 turns until the, the thrusters are done or whatever. And you're just, you know, hitting each city as you go through each turn, which is a similar feeling you get here. So is it bad? No, but it can drag on sometimes, but it's part of the nature of the beast. Okay. So your number, Trevor? Um, I'm going to say seven. It's, it's fun far more than it's boring. Okay. Uh, and then overall? So this is one of those games out there that is, um, it's it's an instant classic. I think people will be talking about it for years to come. This is one of those games that honestly, if you're into this style of game, this will be one of your favorite games of all time. I think it's probably a 10. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, am I wrong? Jay? Um, is Trevor wrong? I've, you know, I've, I don't think I've, that was what initially came to mind, but honestly, as you present the argument i can't really refute anything that you're saying <laughs> yeah i mean it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a 10 while you're playing it but when you start thinking about how it's going to affect people how people are going to come back to it where it's at in the franchise and how it's not degraded i mean if you think about Donna war 3 and how bad it was compared to Donna war 1 and 2 i mean it was a huge letdown 
this is basically taken and refined the the genre like it's taken and just stepped up every time and the two previous games are well beloved but it's just that much better uh well you guys i'm gonna assume that you're both goes on this honestly yeah yes Again, this is the game if I were to recommend to if people said, "How do I get into the Total War series?" This is the one I'd recommend. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, for me, I think it's a go in a world with infinite time. Yeah, that right. is the yeah. Big problem. I mean, it's a huge problem because <laughs> this takes time. Yeah. Right. Um, and the audience. Um, I mean, this this does. I like my. If I had tried to play this as a teenager, my mom would have flipped the freak out because of all the. <laughs> because of the nerglings like farting on well, stuff no, no, no because just that death demons, all the skulls yeah yeah the demons the, the funny thing is is we're in such a different position i remember yes um, i'm gonna i'm gonna go back a little bit here but i was probably 16 17 at the time and we were playing necromunda in my basement and i had a flamer and i lit my opponent's guy on fire and we were rolling random direction to see which way he ran because that's what you did in necromunda you used a deviation template to see which direction they ran when they were on fire and we were chuckling about it because he you know ran into a wall and bounced off or whatever uh, my aunt basically walked in at that point and she did not find any of that humorous mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just and i'm i'm like uh, yeah my 10 year old can handle this <laughs> So, who knows? All right. Well, let us know what you guys think. Uh, we'd, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the game as well.